0: Welcome to Cellmates. Oh, thanks. We are a podcast hosted by me, Kate Phillips, and, and
1: me, Dick Ward. Hey, okay. where we
0: take two animated films and we compare, <laughs> contrast, and throw them into a Venn diagram. A Den Viagram and see what happens. Ooh. Often these movies are Disney, but not always. Often these movies are musicals, but not always. Often these movies are good, but not always. Dick Ward, hey Kate, what are Phillips? you drinking?
1: Uh, it's a well, I have a water here, but I, also I think you're <laughs> mainly talking about this America, this West Coast style American Pale Ale. Oh, mmm, mm. it's a beer, it's uh. <laughs> I think it had a robot on the front,
0: something like that. And there were like hearts and kind of some psychedelic. It's called
1: Body Mechanic. Mm Hmm. Hmm.
0: It almost sounds like Hmm. it could be like a ride uh, at Epcot. In that, was it Wonders of Life? I mean, yeah, it's not far off. Yeah, it was like Body Wars. Body Wars. Is that one of them? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Were you? uh...
0: And Cranium Command is different.
1: That's true. But. Oh, Cranium Command. That's pretty uh it's yeah, pretty interesting. No, Cranium it, Command is an interesting one interesting? to think about. Yeah. Like cuz that's gone. It
0: is gone.
1: As said, cuz I'd really like to see that or something really really similar to it maybe in movie form.
0: Yeah, it's too bad that there are no uh, Disney branded movies where characters uh, control the inside of another character's head.
1: Wait, I've got like it. Like buzzy. I've got it. Uh-huh. Ratatouille.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's the outside of the head. Ah,
1: I was so close. But
0: fair. Okay. Yes, we saw Ratatousical. Yeah. It was really great.
1: Yeah, go see Ratatousical. If it's... Go you, to a the theater you might near have you.
0: have a few hours left. Um, It's super delightful. Yeah. I think one of the first... Zoomsicles, I've seen that actually worked because it was created for. Well,
1: also, it wasn't a Zoomsicle. It was a TikToksicle.
0: It was a TikToksicle. That is true.
1: Uh, Yeah. So, quick rundown.
0: Yeah. uh, It's a musical. Yeah. Made up of TikTok. I mean, we went over this in our Ratatouille episode. Made up of TikTok songs that have been like fleshed out and orchestrated. Uh And they're not all super long. And that's okay for an hour long. So it's just musical. like a
1: bunch of TikTok people.
0: No, what they got? It was an Actors Fund uh, uh, fundraiser, and they've raised over a million dollars so far. Oh, which wow. is awesome! That's for great. Toxical, um, and they got a lot of big names: uh, Titus Burgess, Remy mm-hmm. the Rat, and um, Andrew Barth Feldman, and Andre de Shields, who is just at just a masterclass. Anytime you look at him, yeah, uh, it was great. Yeah. It was, it's yeah. just delightfully done. And and it's just
1: what, like some some guy on like a keyboard doing the backing?
0: No. What? Full orchestra. Whoa. Symphonia. Kate, um,
1: you've sold me. I want to watch this. It,
0: it, I want to watch it again. We yeah. could, I think. We I don't prob- know if we only get one view with our Look, ticket.
1: I don't know what the law is.
0: point is, Yeah, is the way forward as long as we cannot congregate with others. Yeah. That's Good true. work, everyone. Yeah, but this episode what? is not a ratatouille. No, it's not even a podcast musical.
1: Though it, though mm? there is music.
0: There is music in it.
1: Unlike most movies,
0: <laughs> today we are looking at. Inside Out Ooh. and Soul, Sau- two Pixar movies that have come out in the last, oh, I guess six years now. <laughs> it's 2021. Wow. Okay. Um. So, yeah. So it, I, I want to put a disclaimer out off the bat that Soul, even in trailers, has been compared to Inside Out by everyone and their cousin before we did. Um. And we looked at a couple different options. I'm sure
1: everyone and their cousin are for, thankful that you mentioned that. Yeah.
0: But so (laughs) congratulations, everyone and their cousin. Thanks for the suggestion. Thank you. Uh, We looked at a few other options, but this seemed like the most uh, most logical for the time that we we had.
1: We so badly wanted to do something besides Inside Out with Soul.
0: Because, because goodness knows there are existential animated features out there, and
1: this is—it's the most obvious pairing. It's the easiest pairing, right. and we were like, "No, we're more clever than that." And you know what? And then we're it not.
0: Came to be a uh, Saturday <laughs> evening, and we said, "Uh oh, we haven't." Uh, well, I kind of want to watch Inside Out. Do okay, you? great, Inside Out. That was the uh, basis for this pairing. Also, but,
1: also. I think the nail in the pairing coffin was that we found a beer called Body Mechanic. Yeah. And that just goes really well for Inside Out. Yeah.
0: You know? I, I I agree. So yeah, these are uh these are two movies that kind of go a little bit more existential and abstract into like what makes humans tick, yeah. right? Either their emotions and their choices that way or their tasks and purposes and sparks in life. Um right what makes them tick and you kind of have this metaphysical element to it and you have a, you know, seeing through the eyes of a human, but you're not in the character of that human. Mm. And I mean, and you got Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. That's yeah.
1: I'm giving a look right now.
0: (laughs) You are giving a look right now.
1: (laughs) One of them is absolutely essential to the movie that Mm -hmm. she is in and one of them is not. We'll let you figure <laughs> out which
0: one. Um, both uh, also Pete Doctor movies, who mm-hmm. is um, kind of the the Pixar director that is known for making you cry all the tears. He's uh, Monsters Inc. and Up and Inside Out and Soul, and he has written almost everything else. So yeah.
1: he does a good job.
0: Yeah, uh, Dick. Let's start with the earlier film of Inside Out. Okay. What is your experience with uh, the film?
1: I first saw this with you, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Probably like four years ago, three years ago. That makes sense. We watched this. Um, and I've seen it a couple times since then. I'm constantly surprised that it's not highest on everyone's best of Pixar list. Yeah. Like it's always up there, but also like... I didn't remember hearing about this movie. Like, this is like Good Dinosaur uh, in one way and one way only. (laughs) Is that I didn't hear about it until, like, it was already on video. Like, Mm. I I just wasn't paying attention Mm. to what was coming out. Didn't really care. And this came out and, like, it did okay, right? Like, there's a joy walk around in Disney World. Yeah, There's not a Good Dinosaur
0: walk around. Absolutely not. But I think over time the characters have even like kind of superseded the popularity of the movie itself. Yeah. Um, I will say my elementary kids all know the characters super well. Oh, interesting. You can use it as a Google Slides check-in on Zoom and no one asks any questions. It's just huh. all assumed. Like, oh, yeah, that's discussed. She's green. She yeah. looks like that. Um, yeah, I think Inside Out has kind of been I, – I feel like the word sleeper and Pixar together is a – not a thing, but, but it's been a little bit of is. for Pixar a sleeper yeah. hit. Um,
1: I mean, you talk about Pixar, you think Toy Story, mm-hmm. Finding Nemo, Incredibles, like these movies that, like, one are just gigantor, and yeah. two, you can't not, like, you can't you not can't get away see. From them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can't get away from cars. Yeah. You can't get away from, like, You try to get away from Toy Story, it's going to find (laughs) you.
0: It's going to... Forever, every couple of years, there's going to be a new number. Oh, boy. I saw Inside Out in the theaters pretty early on. I think this this was a June-ish release, and I think I saw it within that same month. And it is the most I have ugly cried in a theater ever. Okay. Like, I... I cry more at movies now than I did in my like earlier adulthood, mm-hmm. but ooh, I have not, I have not cried this way in a theater ever. Aww. Like maybe a few like little tears, but this was just like, I, I mean, after the first half hour, I'd say like every 15 minutes I'm like crying Yeah, <laughs> and my brother's sitting next to me and he, this movie did not resonate with him as well. The first time he saw it, the only time he saw it. And so he's looking at me like, I'm insane. And I'm looking at this movie like, this is the best thing I've ever seen on a screen or a stage or anything. Nice. I I love this movie. it I mean, speaking of existential crises. Well, we will be speaking of existential crises. <sighs> um, when I had to do that uh, Disney Pixar movie bracket for the first time. Uh, you know, Disney is on one side and Pixar is on the other on this one I was doing and it came down to Lion King and Inside Out. That's tough. And I like had to take a day to <laughs> think about it. Um, Lion King won. I think nostalgia is too powerful Nostal- over the course of 20 years. And to... that's
1: that's where Disney makes their right. Like makes their mark is nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So.
0: But boy, this is a brilliant and beautiful and lovely movie yeah. and Yeah, uh, Joy is the fictional character with whom I most, uh, I most, or who most resonates with me. That's all of fiction, books, film, stage, everything. Um, Yeah.
1: I'm more of a bing bong guy, but I know what you're saying.
0: (laughs) You are more of a bing bong guy. I absolutely am. I
1: I do cry candy. Also,
0: you love Richard Kind. Yeah, Yeah, he's
1: great. He's Richard Kind. I He's maybe, Richard Kind. I might have seen him. Girl talk. I might have seen him on a phone in Brooklyn once. <laughs> but it also might have just been some other angry guy that looks like Richard Kind. He was
0: using the phone. You were not on like a FaceTime chat with That's him. That's correct. On your he, was, phone. he
1: was using a phone. Uh-huh. He was yelling into it. He looked angry. But nine out of ten, to be fair, like white guys in Brooklyn of a certain age. Look like Richard Kind and yell into phones. Oh,
0: I was going to say nine times out of ten, when Richard Kind is using his voice, he is yelling. Yeah, he's not necessarily angry, even if he sounds that way.
1: That's fair too, right? Girl
0: talk. Girl talk. Yeah. Is okay. What are
1: you What are you doing?
0: I'm about to set a cookie timer. That
1: doesn't seem like a thing we do.
0: Um, and summarize this movie. Whoa. In two minutes or less. The
1: movie Inside Out.
0: The movie Inside Out. Yeah. Okay. So that we can talk about it more. And
1: two minutes or less. I I cut you off at two.
0: I think I did this well with the Lion King. Okay. I think I. I
1: no, I believe you. I'm.
0: I never know, Dick. Uh-huh. I never know beforehand how it's gonna go. Well, it's usually poorly, but I'm gonna start. All right. Here we go. Here I. Riley is a girl and emotions live inside of her and they're personified as joy, sadness, fear disgust and anger and they love Riley but she's mostly like propelled by joy she's 11 and then they move to a new town oh no and like things go kind of poorly and then she gets a little sad because sadness starts touching these memory balls so the inside of her brain has memory balls every time she creates a memory and they are color coded and the yellow one which is usually joy color codes blue because sadness touched it and joy's like get out of there but then sadness touches too many Of them, and Riley breaks down at school on the first day being sad, and then joy and sadness get into his tussle, and then they get sucked out of the memory. And it only leaves fear and uh disgust and anger there to man the controls, and now Riley cannot feel happiness, joy, or sadness. So then they have to get back to headquarters is the majority of the movie and Joy is annoyed by sadness because sadness slows them down and Joy just wants to be like, great, go, go, go. We can find the fun. We can get back and we can do it. But it's not that easy. Mm. They have to go through a bunch of, they have to go through long-term memory and they have to go through the imagination station and they meet Bing Bong, uh, Riley's old imaginary friend and they keep missing opportunities to go back. Meanwhile, Riley's like spiraling in the real world because she can't, like feel the things that she needs to feel and so she gets more and more withdrawn and angry and uh through a series of events she decides to run away because her family isn't uh isn't dealing with it well in her opinion anyway joy and sadness almost get to the back to the memory, but then Joy and Bing Bong fall into the pit of lost memories, which is where memories go when they die. And Joy is beside herself, but she picks up one of these core memories of Riley being really happy because her team came over to celebrate, but she shifts it back a little bit, and oh my goodness, her team and her parents made her really happy because Riley was sad because she lost a game, and it was sadness that brought her joy. They get back, uh, and everything's fine. <laughs>
1: Wow, that was that was terrible.
0: No, it was great. That
1: was so long. That was no, so it was long. only two minutes. And no. they get back, they and realize, everything's great. No,
0: they realize that sadness is necessary, and not the just joy. The whole point of the movie. Yes. And then they do get back to headquarters. Yeah. And Riley doesn't run away from home, and just lets herself be sad. Because her parents have been telling her, just put on a happy face. And yeah. she's 11. She can't do that. And, and then sad, the,
1: Sadness gets to drive.
0: Then the memory. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. the um, memory panel that they use to operate Riley gets expanded. Yeah. Because she's a teenager now. Yeah. And who knows what will happen next.
1: Probably nothing. But yeah. It's Joy Joy
0: lets sadness drive, which she has never done before. Yeah. 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 I did great. Mm. I did great. You did fine. So, uh, Kate, yeah, it's a pretty
1: good movie. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Seoul. With the Can population Out more? of nine point seven million, officially called uh, Seoul oh Special City. Did Is you know this that what you were looking up this whole time? Seoul Special City. No, I did not know that. Well, there you go.
0: Can we talk about Inside Out more? No. Later. Yeah. In this podcast. Oh my god. Great.
1: I'm exhausted. I love it so much. I'm exhausted already.
0: I could summarize Soul. When did you most I recently see Soul? I saw Soul this week, a couple days after it came out on yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah. Yep. That's correct. So did everyone else who's seen it. Yeah. What about you, Dick?
1: Sam. Yeah. Um, I also saw previews for Soul. Um previews that didn't like the first previews kinda didn't tell me what the movie was gonna be about. And then the second previews. Like, kind of, I got it, but it still wasn't super clear. And then I saw the movie. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, This movie is notable because it has Pixar's first um, black protagonist, um, specifically Mm -hmm. African-American. Disney Pixar has a long history, and this podcast uh, has a long history of talking about.
1: (laughs) Does protagonist mean main character or just, like, good guy? Just want to clarify that.
0: No, that's fair. I think he's the main character and the protagonist.
1: No, I I agree that he's the main character. I
0: think protagonist is like your person that comes up against the conflict that they have to navigate.
1: Because I just wanted to throw Frozone out there as a black good guy. Sure. Possible protagonist. Sure. Because I don't know what the word protagonist (laughs) means as well as I thought I did. Their anyway, first movie
0: centered on a black lead. Frozone
1: is great. Yeah. That's yes. my point. Sure. Okay.
0: Absolutely. No, they have had black, black characters yeah. before. Uh Riley's Teacher is black, mm-hmm. for instance, in Inside Out. Um, but it has not been a central part to that character, or the character right. just hasn't been big enough that we know. Right. It
1: hasn't been a main character.
0: And this one, we know. This yeah. is this is uh Pixar's Princess and the Frog. <laughs> um
1: Ooh. Yeah. I don't well, like that comparison at all. But No, I but this idea
0: saying. that like we're finally doing it, guys, and it's oh. like they're both within the last,
1: and they're both black, eleven years, and they're both black characters. They're both very jazz based.
0: Yeah, uh, I didn't say that it was the best depiction ever. I just said it was their first. Um, and and so, there is so
1: we're going to do a black we, character. Should we have them
0: like jazz? We- yes. <laughs> We will, we will talk about later because there are a variety of opinions <laughs> from people whose opinions about this matter are way more than our own as uh, two white podcasters. Professional
1: podcasters?
0: Yeah. <laughs> we are not professional podcasters. I mean, the, we, yeah, mean we, we are we amateur. Earn money. We are amateur at the best. We pay money. Yeah. We are amateur minus at the best. We are, we are prof- sometimes we pay money. For we this are podcast.
1: professional podcasters like I was a professional musician.
0: Like, okay. Sometimes I go. got
1: paid a little bit of money. Uh, but I spent thousands of dollars on gear and gas. So
0: Speaking of someone who is not doing so great being oh. a professional musician. Talk about Mr. Dr. G. Soul. Um, yeah, Dr. Soul. Yeah. Do you what got some name? names up so you know them?
1: <laughs> uh, See, it's like, I don't
0: know what the ideal for me type of movie to summarize within two minutes. Because like. Dick, I'm like summarizing Inside Out and I'm starting to hear that the musical f- motives and I've like, I'm have like, i just like getting lost in the world because I love it so much. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that was why I, I got lost because I'm like, oh, I just want to stay here. It's okay. We're so I've seen it so many times. But like Soul is on the opposite spectrum of like, I've only seen this once. I yeah. don't know if I remember anything.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do uh, my best.
0: <laughs> All right. Are you ready for a cookie timer? Yeah. Yes, that's a yes. All right, yeah, yeah. ready and go.
1: Okay, so there's this dude named Joe. Joe is a p- uh, music teacher at a school. He's also a gigging jazz uh, piano player at night. He doesn't do so well gigging, and his mom wishes he would give that life up. Anyway, Joe like gets the gig of his lifetime. He, he like gets a sweet gig, and also the school he's at offers him a full-time job. And also, he dies. Uh, he falls down a manhole cover. He's ready to go to the afterlife, or except he's not ready. He runs away from the afterlife no. and ends up in the before life where new souls are like kind of hatched, uh, hibernated. Nope. What's the word? Born? Sit on it. For incubated. a while. Incubated. Thank you. Where new souls are incubated. That's essential. Um, and he meets a soul called 22, which is played by Tina Fey. And he's supposed to, like, tutor 22 on how to be ready to go down to Earth. But 22 hasn't found her spark, which is, like, the thing that makes her want to go down to Earth. Like, playing piano or a rocket ship or things. Anyway, they kind of both go down to earth together i forget kind of how but it's an accident but it's on purpose but joe ends up in a cat's body and 22 ends up in his body Uh, so through the eyes uh, looking at someone else acting as him uh, from the outside uh, he learns things about himself among those things is like Man, he should really chill uh, a little bit and ask people more questions because he learns about his uh, barber uh, and they have a really deep and wonderful conversation. And he should just uh, tell his mom how he really feels about jazz because he hasn't done that and she doesn't super take him seriously, but then she does. Anyway, he does the gig. Um, Also, he looks like a crazy person for a while. Yeah.
0: You didn't do it either.
1: I didn't do it either, but... I've only seen this movie once. Sure. Um,
0: Continue.
1: So, anyway, there's this guy that tries to get him back into the before life because he realizes the thing. It doesn't really matter. Um, and then, eventually, uh, 22 finds her spark. And Joe... Oh, my God. There's this whole Lost Souls thing. Shit. It's a whole world. Anyway... The, the long and short of it, uh, 22 finds her spark, Joe steals that spark, and then realizes later, like, oh, I shouldn't have done that, and then gives 22 back the spark, uh, or the Earth badge, and then 22 goes to Earth.
0: Because she's always hated all of the things, yeah. and she realizes, like, oh, I just kind of like living. Yeah. Sh- I don't have a specific thing. I don't thing, have a specific thing. but
1: uh, And then... One of the weird squiggles that runs the before life is like, hey, you know what, Joe? You can go back there, too. It's cool.
0: Get a second chance.
1: And Joe's like, alive. I'm alive now. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to live.
0: And the movie does end there. Yeah. I want to say that I was closer to finishing my story than you. Well, I was closer. Once you you figure out that sadness, you need sadness to have joy, done. I was closer
1: to the sky. Because I'm taller.
0: (laughs) All right. So here's... Where? Here's something. Where? Pete Doctor. I watched um, a video where he was talking about how he came to write the story of Inside Out and want to write the story, right? Yeah. And it started with a question that was based on his own experiences with his um, child daughter, um, child daughter well not like it's a uh, her daughter his daughter that was growing up no from a, chi- being a, chi- child daughter, a child daughter a thing people say anyway he as like she started to become you know more of a more independent more of a teenager he wondered where did that joy go where did like mm. the the goofy little girl that i knew growing up go because now it seems like it's a different person and why, right? And so yeah. that's the impetus of Inside Out. Where where does joy go? You know, it seems like toddlers are pure. Uh, pure joy. Manic joy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where does that go? Um, I was reading that. So soul starts with just Pete Doctor, and an idea, and then they add some more people. Inside Pete Out or soul? Soul. Okay. Yes. So on the flip side, soul. I said soul. Uh, I you think.
1: said soul, but I thought you were still talking about Inside Out. Yep. Because I thought Inside Out, like, flipped at some point
0: it might have i will go back and check the wikipedia it doesn't but anyway doesn't that's matter. that's the idea and that that yeah. follows through right like you can see that that movie is about answering that question so yeah. what, what he says is like i wrote the story as an as a way to try to answer that question right. um and then his question for soul is where does personality come from uh and kind of he wanted to explore um for like de- self de- or de- blah, determinism. Right. Um, I wanted to add another word there and it was not. And so I think it's interesting that both of these movies are him trying to figure out something that he wants to know, but doesn't know. Right. It's not like a, you know, I just went through this sort of journey and I want to retell it with, you know, this skin on it, this character, this setting. It's both him being like, I don't know the answer to this question. Uh, let's hope the movie figures it out. Yeah, and I really like that idea. The last musical that I wrote, I kind of tried to do that as well. And the last musical that I started to write—that was
1: Wicked, right? I,
0: uh, yes. Yes. Uh, with small contributions by some guy named Stephen Schwartz. You've never know. heard of him. Um, and so I'm really fascinated by this idea of like yeah. writing a story in order to figure something out. And it is interesting that. His inside out question is more specific, like, where did my daughter's joy go? And his soul question is more like, well, where does personality come from? And I think these movies are a reflection of a more specific versus a more abstract concept that you're trying to answer, right? Not that Inside Out doesn't go, doesn't zoom out big and do a lot of abstract things, but the story feels more, gra- more. I don't even want to say grounded. More zoomed in. Okay. And soul feels zoomed out almost at all times. Thoughts. Maybe I, this is just Kate talks about. Yeah, I got zoomed. lost
1: in there, Kate. <laughs> I I don't know what you mean by zoomed in and zoomed out.
0: Did Okay, so here's here's my next question. Yeah. Did he answer the question? No. From the point of an audience. In somewhere?
1: soul no. Um well he did but
0: are you satisfied with how he went about exploring it maybe it's not about the answer So here's okay.
1: here's what I'll say in Inside Out um I think the movie was about answering that question mm-hmm. I do not think Soul was about answering that question mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all and I I want to uh start by saying I don't I don't think we really got there I liked Soul Yeah I I think it was pretty good yeah it's not my favorite pixar movie it's definitely not my least favorite Mm -hmm. it answers a more interesting thing than what if cars ran a gas station (laughs) right like it's a better question than that but um yeah i don't think i don't think the movie is about answering that question Mm -hmm. at all
0: i mean right that question is Almost definitely, you're not going to answer it. Like, where does personality come from? Well, it's right?
1: answered. It's answered in like the first thirty minutes of the movie.
0: That I think that's fair, and I
1: literally think, it is answered. So I think those. Hold, hold on. So mm-hmm. when Joe goes into the before life, he sees all these like souls beginning, like they're they're like fresh souls, mm-hmm. and they're blank slates Mm -hmm. and then there are these creatures called jerrys Mm -hmm. and they say like okay you guys go into that inquisitive building and you go into that Mm -hmm. mopey building and they're just randomly assigned personalities that are predetermined before they go to earth Mm -hmm. that's where personality comes from right we learn it like at the 30 minute mark
0: I'm going to say yes and, right? Like, you could answer where did the joy go with up the tube she got sucked into, right? Like, if in in that case, right? No. I think there are some no, mechanics no. in each movie that don't intend to answer that question because I think at the end of Soul, you have a different answer than that.
1: I don't think you do. I, I don't think Soul is about personality hmm. in any way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't think that's what it's about. And I, mean, I, think it's, I think it's an interesting movie and I think it's about certain things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But Soul is about purpose, right. not personality.
0: Well, and it's about how they are different, right? It's how it's about they're how, separate. It's
1: about how purpose and spark for life are mm-hmm, different. Mm-hmm. Or like it's about how your hobby is different than your reason for living.
0: But I think they are related. So it, it's interesting, right? We could converse about these things for hours based yeah. on the, um, I don't want to say sparks cause that's a specific prompts uh-huh. given by the movie. Um, and I, and I think that's exactly what this movie is, is a conversation starter or at least for us. That's.
1: Yeah. I, I think of this movie more as a conversation.
0: Yeah. Like that's absolutely when the movie well.
1: ended, I felt like I had had a conversation and it had kind of wrapped up. Mm. Like it was a little wandering, it was a little meandering. There's a lot of talky talk, mm-hmm. but yeah, at the end, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. good talk.
0: So who, yeah, I've okay. Sola's been out a week. Yeah, I've seen a lot of like more acquaintances than close friends on Facebook. Um, deliver like a this is the best movie I've ever seen. This is amazing. And a lot of critics have said that, too, about it specifically, like, this is Pixar's best film. Yes. You, you know, and I, and I want to, one, st- stay that because, you know, everyone is watching a movie from a different perspective. Right. And I think this is certainly the type of movie where, like, if you are in this situation like Joe is, where you're, like, kind of wrestling between some, like, passion versus practicality in your yeah. life some big decisions yeah like certain films or books hit, have hit me through life of like i just read this at the right moment right in time that this book is the most important thing to me and i understand that it's not the best you know me personally understand that it's not the best um but like for me it is like a sacred text yeah right? it just
1: it hits you exactly right yeah. it gets you in a way that you need at and, that moment
0: I also have friends who feel the same way about Inside Out as I do and probably it makes sense that I have more friends that I know this about because, you know, you choose people to be friends with who are pretty similar to you in general.
1: Plus you talk about Inside Out a lot. I
0: sure do. I I need to. Anyway, it, it brings about like, who are these movies for, right? I'm not seeing a ton of overlap of like, Yo, I loved Inside Out the most until I saw Soul and right. now it's the most. You've got people like my brother who didn't super care for Inside Out and didn't super care for Soul, mm-hmm. but I'm not seeing like a this is on par with more so than just it's 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 maybe a two circles Venn diagram. Right, right. <laughs> of like this is the best movie.
1: Yeah. And and in terms of in terms of So here's Here's what I want to address about Soul. Because I really like Soul.
0: I really like Soul.
1: But it's three different movies. Mm -hmm. And one of them is really good. And then there are two more movies. So there's this amazing movie about a music teacher Mm
0: -hmm.
1: who gigs on the side. And like his mother doesn't approve, but he really loves it. And he gets a big break and he almost screws it up. But then he pulls it off. Mm Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love every moment of that. It's a little boring. It's a little slow. And like at the beginning, you talked about the inside out world where you're like, this is a world I want to be in. Mm -hmm. That was for this movie. That's the world I want to be in. It helps that I live in New York already Mm -hmm. and I'm not allowed to go outside because there's a global pandemic. It helps, but I don't think that's it because... I've always loved like the gig gang life. I've mm-hmm. always wanted to be you know uh, t- until I needed healthcare. I always wanted to be like an actor or a comedian or something. Like mm-hmm. I love the idea of of like the or a musician, right? Mm-hmm. Like um and I I just really loved the world that Joe actually lives in. Mm-hmm. So that's movie 1. Movie 2 is this thing where it's not the afterlife, it's the before life. The great before. The great before. Is, uh, and that's kind of like an inside out thing where there's all this stuff happening. Yeah. I, I I'm not it's I'm not comparing it.
0: No, and I, I think it's I think it's un like I think this can be its own separate thing, but I do wonder how um how much less impressive it is because Pixar did Inside Out so recently, sure. right? That you have this kind of like abstract where like a thing comes from. Yeah. Like personality or emotions and Inside Out is just, I mean, like you said, it's what the whole movie is about. Right. You know, Riley's world is secondary to Joy's world. And so The Great Before, unless to me, it's like unless you're going to go above and beyond inside out and make something like coco's land of the dead but also it's not i it's if you're not not, if you're not
1: really going to explain it yeah also
0: and i don't like we don't
1: we don't live there long enough to care yeah it it reminds me of ralph breaks the internet compared to wreck it ralph right mm, where it's mm -hmm. like here's the internet it's this thing it does this stuff okay cool right it's like well should I be interested in it, or should I just know what it is so that the story can continue? And that's what it feels like. Yeah. But wait, I wait, think, wait.
0: I think there's an argument for that being intentional.
1: Movie number three. Yeah. Because I'm still on this list. Uh, movie number three is a body swap movie. He swaps bodies sure with a cat. Sure is. Um, um.
0: And Tina Fey.
1: And Tina Fey, but <laughs> but like, yeah. I think that's also a successful movie because he is like watching himself from outside himself. Right. And that is interesting. He is, um, like, it, metaphorically, he's backing up
0: mm-hmm. and
1: taking a look at himself f- through someone else's eyes, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's interesting and that works, like, whether that's a body swap or, like, you know... It, a little, like,
0: like Sims kind of... <laughs>
1: right, or, like taking like, do it this movie style, right? He dies and his body keeps going but his soul's out and he's right. like watching his right. body on autopilot or something mm-hmm. right like it's it's um christmas carol right Right? right. like ebenezer's looking at him. so there's three movies the the whole metaphysical the whole like afterlife before life thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: none of that works for me
0: yeah
1: i find it really dull
0: it's i I found myself, like, I knew why it was there in terms of the the story mechanics. Yeah. But I could have used probably, you know, 50% runtime cut on those scenes, right? Yeah. Because there's a lot of time on, like, how 22 has been an unsuccessful mentee. Yeah. And it kind of goes into some Animaniacs territory where we just get a bunch of impressions of historical figures, and like caricatures. I, and, I don't care. That didn't work for me. Yeah. It, you know, it reinforces that she's like unteachable, right? That like every great thinker of, of history has tried to teach her and has given up. But uh, I feel like again, you need like fifty percent less examples. Also, to...
1: she doesn't seem so bad. No, like she like saw a, a seed falling, like kind of doing yeah. that whirly fall thing, and that's yeah. like. But I guess she's she's not that bad.
0: No one ever took her to Earth before, right? It had to be like a transactionary. I I you know. I,
1: I understand, but like for her to be the worst soul, yeah. The one that we can't get to go to Earth, and right. like, look at the people that have been on Earth,
0: right? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry,
1: tw- twenty-two is just like kind of rambunctious, yeah, and a little scared, yeah, and that's it, yeah. Like it, it I like doesn't, that look at the people, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense, yeah. Um, I'm I also like, I don't mind him dying and then going into this alternate mm-hmm. life area right mm-hmm. the afterlife the, before, bef- yeah. the before the great before all that all that stuff is is connected but then like they do this stuff where like this hippie sign spinner guy can like go between the great before. Like, he gets in the zone, and when you go into the zone, then you're part yeah, of the afterlife. Yeah, so there's, like, a
0: lost souls area. And I'm trying to think of, like, what I would compare it to in Inside Out. Maybe the lost memories, but just, like, it never seems as dire. Yeah. Um, But it's, like, this alternate zone in this otherwise kind of, like, Edenistic place. Yeah where soul, souls can get stuck and so that that's what brings like the the danger or the threat or the peril to this movie is yeah. that he could end up there or 22 ends up there for a scene. Um right, so there's there's the threat. So I get that. But again, like it's just taking me away from this New York world that I want to be in. Yeah. And that's yeah.
1: Can I also just say I think I'm burned out on the afterlife?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I, it's I've seen it's that, been a lot recently. I've seen that in critiques, like, uh oh, no one could have guessed that, like, the good place would come and go before, you know, like between them starting soul and ending soul, but like
1: Coco, yeah, afterlife, yeah, good place, afterlife, mm-hmm. the the new World of Warcraft expansion, afterlife, mm-hmm. this afterlife, and I slash I've, before life, yeah, <laughs> slash before life, but it's an
0: afterlife for Joe,
1: but like. I feel like I'm getting a lot of that recently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm kind of
0: Yeah. It's like okay.
1: Cool, let's let's, let's move look at on. Something else. It yeah. reminds me of like when I was like I, I think like when World War Z the movie came out, I was like, "Cool, I think we're done with zombies now."
0: And there was still like <laughs>
1: 10 years more of Yeah. nothing but zombies, yeah. but like Let's give, it, let's give it a rest. Let's, look, we, we've explored it. It's we, we great. We were talking
0: about this and trying to figure it out. Um, and one thing that we kind of came across was like, this is kind of the first extended moment in the history of most societies where like secular views are pretty mainstream. Right. Like, we're not as regulated by religion, religious factions right. as kind of any other culture like until like the greeks right like right. like or the ancient greeks like until before whatever preposition um but right so it's like a boom and exploration of like afterlife without heaven and hell right right it's a consequence less or like or dichotomy less um kind yeah. of depiction is all of these searching, that we're searching for a new myth right
1: searching for something right? yeah
0: which so i think that's interesting like yeah. from an anthropological perspective of like all right now it's okay to to explore these and yeah. put them in big budget shows and movies and
1: But i i also wonder like if this is just an aging of writers mm-hmm. like when you Oh absolutely. when you watch the simpsons like it starts a like first season is about the kids mm-hmm. and then it starts being about homer and then it starts being about like Homer going through a midlife crisis mm-hmm. Homer uh, getting fat Homer like and as like that original crop of writers ages mm-hmm. you can see them like being interested in different things yep and I I, I feel like maybe that's like I don't Pete know
0: doctor was a main writer on Toy Story like, right. and and there- that was 25 years ago Right, like that's and, like, absolutely. I don't know
1: how old Joe is in Soul, but if Andy's like eight, and Joe is in his mid thirties, yeah. then that just works, right? 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 So it's it's a little it's a little unclear, or it's a little it's a little clear the the pattern of of things aging up,
0: which makes me happy that. Pixar, at least it's doing a big PR um, <laughs> push of we're getting new people in, we're getting new blood in, look at yeah. all these spark shorts, look at all, like, even the, um, uh, Kemp Powers is the, one of the three co-directors on this movie, um, started as just a writer with a short term, like, he had a 12-week contract mm-hmm. to help write Joe because, um, Kent Powers is black and they wanted an authentic voice in there, which, good for Did Pixar. Did he do anything
1: else or was he just black?
0: I mean, he... <laughs> He is—he's already a Pixar okay. uh, writer, and yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to reduce it, but that's kind of right. That's probably Pixar's what they were like. About.
1: Ah, we need a black guy. Just anyone that one?
0: No, uh, no. He has a history at Pixar. Um, Frank Abney is also someone who's early on mm-hmm. this project and no longer with Pixar, but mm. um, he was on that panel that we watched with Peter Ramsey, the Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, black creators in animation. Um, so yeah. So and then eventually, like. Uh, powers is contributing so much that they're like what well, you're just a director now like you're doing a lot of story you're doing a lot yep. of the scene sketches for us kemp powers is behind the the barbershop scene like he's mm-hmm. the main guy on that um and and a newer voice and pixar's first black director at all <laughs> like, yeah. um so so i'm excited to see this trend especially as we're kind of get right like I feel like this falls into a little bit of a Frozen 2 thing, too, which is like, how much of this is our aging directors kind of working some things out, right? Of like, this isn't really relevant. I mean, and again, I think soul is a lot more relevant and tells a story that a lot of people, that's really important to a lot of people. It tells an A
1: A to B story, unlike Frozen 2.
0: Right, right. And it could be like in five years in my life, I might be at a point where I'm like, oh, soul is really important for me right now. Cause it's really great. Like it's great. And if you need it, um, coming back to the question that you asked, I think when we were done with soul and talking about some pairing ideas of like, so then who is this for? Is this, is this for your middle aged creative? Is this for your, so, um, in original stories, Joe, they tested Joe as a scientist. They tested a few different careers before he became a musician And then layered on was him being black, um, him being a jazz musician. Um, But I think it works well as a creative, you know, in terms of that profession. Yeah. um, Because oftentimes you cannot make a decent living being solely a creative, solely an artist.
1: And it can feel like a a waste of a life Mm -hmm. if if you're like, well, I've created a bunch of stuff, but I never really made an impact. Right. So what am I even doing? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so so is that who this movie is for?
1: I think so. Well, that part, like that part of the movie, is right. Mm -hmm. That's the part that resonated with me. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, having been an actor who didn't really make it, a musician who didn't really make it, a podcaster who (laughs) made it and is living in a mansion. (laughs) um, No, but like,
0: can I come live with you? But
1: (laughs) no. Um, But (laughs) having. Done all those creative careers, right? I I kind of feel like, yeah. I've found myself thinking like, well, what was all that for? What's what's the long term impact mm-hmm. of that? Did I just waste all my time? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's the sort of stuff where I was like, I, identifying with Joe. Mm-hmm. But let me let me ask you this:
0: uh-huh.
1: You're a, a teacher, yeah, right? What happens if you sit a kid down in front of this movie?
0: I am so interested to find out for yeah. like scientific <laughs> like data, right I this is I, I have in all of my without like giving spoilers to people who have asked if I've seen this movie yeah. one of my big things is like this Pixar movie is for adults. They are not interested in bringing the kids along. yeah that's not a criticism. that's intentional. There are like
1: I think it's a few
0: little kid jokes. I think some. I think there are some laughs for kids in the first half hour. Yeah, especially like as he meets a bunch like a gaggle of kids in the great before and some of the early twenty two stuff. But then after that, I think they're walking away. Um, is it's not relevant to them. Yeah, it's, it's not a it's not a story about right like an eight year old. Well, maybe maybe some eight year olds, but an eight year old is not saying gee, my spark is this, but what is my purpose? <laughs> can I make a purpose out of this spark? Okay, like, now,
1: I, I will I hold... I like
0: eating cookies, but can I make, like...
1: I will hold you there. I was a very introverted uh, in uh, looking inward, uh-huh. whatever the word is for that.
0: I mean, do you think your eight-year-old self would have gotten something out of this movie?
1: Maybe, but I was, I was a very depressed kid, so... Mm. Uh, this this movie might have spoken to me mm-hmm, then, mm-hmm. right? Um, but also, I might have just not cared and gone and played video games. Yeah. Like my 13 year old self might have enjoyed this. Yeah. But still, like it's it's it's, iffy.
0: it's so interesting that it's right. I think this is very different from everything Pixar has ever done. Yeah. Which again, I think is good. Like I don't. Yeah. That's not a criticism. Absolutely. And I'm having to weigh over the last week, my expectations of what a Pixar movie is, my like, what do I want out of a Pixar movie, I'm having to weigh that with what this movie is, which is a departure. And I think that's good for a studio to do different things. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that with Atlantis, how it didn't do so well because the studio had been doing the same thing for 10 years straight. So no one's expecting that. Um, But at the same time... I've lost my train of thought.
1: I mean, oh, you, no, you've it got to kind of track
0: past the imagination zone.
1: So. You, you've got to kind of look at um, the expectations of your studio, though, right? Like, mm-hmm. if Pixar is known for a certain thing, mm-hmm. and like, I don't know if Soul was intentionally aimed at adults and There's, and saying like, "Screw kids."
0: If you haven't seen it yet, and even, and I listened to this podcast for spoilers even so, there's nothing inappropriate for kids. A kid could watch oh, yeah. this it's, movie it's from a, beginning to end. PG
1: rated movie. Yeah. It's a PG-rated movie. They say hell a couple of times, and yeah. that's about it.
0: Yeah. Um. Sorry, continue.
1: Um. But yeah, yeah. But they're kind of like, if if it is intentional mm-hmm. that this is aimed at adults mm-hmm. and not for children at all, mm-hmm. then that's something I did not get from anything leading up to the release of this movie. Yeah. So that's that's like kind of throwing me. Right. right. It's it's like you know, uh, the comparison I made was like, well, you know, they they did um happy meal toys for hunchback. Right. But like and, yeah. who wants a cloud frollo toy? Like maybe <laughs> me, but like what but kid whole is like The marketing
0: campaign around that was Feast of Fools, right? Mm-hmm. And not like Oh, some people almost die in this movie, and yeah. there's a lust plot line. Just heads up: this movie
1: is very dark at <laughs> the beginning, middle, and end of it.
0: And this movie is not dark. It's
1: not dark. It's just
0: so much as just I I've,
1: cerebral.
0: It is very cerebral. Yeah. It is, even though there is there are some like big plot things that happen that take our characters different places, and it's more to me of like a before sunrise, before sunset. Um, I haven't seen my dinner with Andre, but from what I understand, the same of just like it's a series of conversations about life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know, take them or leave them is kind of <laughs> is kind of what this movie is. Yeah. And again, that's okay. But for me, I think my first uh, uh, my first emotion, my first feeling uh-huh. um, after this movie was honestly disappointed. Yeah, because. If you're a studio who can do something like Inside Out, something that I think is, it does not hit as young as like a car's, right? Like, I don't think a five year old's going to watch Inside Out and be like, that was amazing. I think they're maybe going to get a little bored too. But right. eight year old, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I, I'll say in, Inside Out has a lot more primary colors. Yes. And a lot more
0: humor, toy and, like
1: yeah. characters. Yeah. Like, it, like, kids might not understand yeah. Inside Out fully, but...
0: There are some I, mechanisms that are taking kids along for the ride and keeping them there. I, th-
1: I think you can watch it and enjoy it, yeah.
0: And so, and this for me is, I mean, Inside Out is the epitome of what Pixar does, is creates these complex movies that are relatable to kids yeah. and accessible to kids, but make grown adults ball in a movie theater, yeah. right? And this is, you know... I, I'm not the only one who experiences this, right? right. This, this is, like, is not. This is um, not a this new is, concept. Yeah. This is every movie, every movie except the good dinosaur that Pixar has ever made.
1: <laughs> I mean, we cried because of how bad that was. Yeah. But. Um.
0: So my disappointment was not so much with the movie Soul. It was just as a teacher, as someone who is constantly trying to find ways to like relate big concepts to small people. Mm-hmm. Pixar does this better than anyone. Yeah. And this is and soul is not that. Soul is not trying to be that. And I'm like, well, if you have the the resources <laughs> to to be a story that I can understand if I'm eight or yeah. eighty eight and you don't do that, yeah, I'm gonna be a little disappointed. Yeah. And and again, that's something that I think I need to deal with, especially as You know, Pixar is maybe branching out into a couple things. I think it's good for animation to have movies that are not for kids that are animated. Yeah. It's great for animation, but it's just something that I need to kind of temper and.
1: Like, not for kids and also not irreverent. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I feel like much of like not for kid animation is stuff like The Simpsons, Family Guy, uh, you know. I see what you're saying. Stuff like that. Yeah. Where it's like. We're not for kids, but a lot of it's just like, We're super not for kids. Rude. Ah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: not that Simpsons is not Sure. But but you know, like where it's like, Oh, yeah. we're definitely not for kids. But like not for kids, like yeah, a kid a kid could watch uh, a variety of movies sure. that are totally appropriate for them uh, content wise kinda, that yeah. would be like well, this is super boring. Like a courtroom drama. A kid's not going to watch a courtroom drama. They might not curse or fight or anything, but mm. it'd just be boring for mm. them. Um, I think it's great. I think animation doing that is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's weird. It's weird not saying up front, hey, by the way, if you're five, you are going to have no idea.
0: So I will say, I think by <laughs> yeah. by method of omission, they did this a little bit, right? Okay. No one knew about the second act body swap before no. watching the movie. It was not in any trailer. It yeah. was not in any sneak peek. I think if you show that it's like, oh, Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey switching bodies and also there's a cat, I think it signals a little bit younger, mm-hmm. even though that's not what that plot line does. Right. Um. So I think that's one way that they can... Also, it's... Maybe not the best look for Tina Fey to be inhabiting uh, a black man's why, why? body Tina, for a third Tina of Faye the movie. Does Tina Fey have any race issues? None there's at more? all. No. We'll okay. Good. Link a uh, totally unrelated article in our social media materials. Yeah. Uh,
1: oh, we can link. the... Uh, never mind. We can. There's a YouTube video we can link that I liked. We yeah. watched it together.
0: Oh yeah. There's articles. There. Yeah.
1: Are, I know. I Tina just Tina
0: Fey has problems with race. I think was maybe the name of the article that I'm thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I guess we can touch on quickly, like, the idea that no black person in an animated movie gets to be a black person for the yeah. entire thing. Uh, it's, you know. T- Except kind for of, Frozone. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But he got a song cut from him. Frozen 2. Wait. Frozone. Frozone. I thought you said Frozen. No. Frozen. Yeah, Frozone. Frozone. I don't think he got a song cut from him. No. I, don't think the I was very surprised like
1: when it. you told me he got a song cut. I was uh, thinking of
0: the Sterling K. Brown character again.
1: Not not making excuses, just saying Frozone is mm-hmm. awesome. Yep.
0: Um, and you know a lot of critics again who have uh, who
1: wait, have, sorry, hmm. Kate, when you said a uh, black character uh huh doesn't doesn't stay human for uh-huh. can you give me like off the top of your head like three or four examples?
0: Oh, like like a pigeon or a frog. Or a cat, or a blue blob. Two of them are in this movie. <laughs> um, are, are, are examples of things a black yes. character a so, character could turn into halfway so, through a movie. So, uh,
1: by that you are referencing spies in disguise,
0: mm-hmm. the uh, princess, and, princess the frog. and the frog. Soul. soul he turns into two things and soul. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And it's like weirdly common. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It that's is, all. I mean, we. In our um, Zootopia episode, we talked about how... The
1: oh, Zootopia.
0: Continuously, over... Historically, any given year, there are more children's books about animals yeah. than about black characters. Yeah. And even when white character proportion yeah, goes the amount down, of- animals goes up, not characters of color. Yeah. So that's neat. That's great. Um... I was reading um, – we'll link this too. There's a thread. Someone has collected a series of black critics reviews on Soul, which I think is way more important than anything that we could talk about uh, now. It sounds
1: like an interesting read, yeah.
0: And and there are, there are split opinions on, um, on the body swap and about the time that Joe spends in and yeah. out of his body um, – it, it, from from my cursory glance, it looks like people who are more like in the industry of storytelling are a little bit more okay with it, right? Because it does work structurally and storytelling wise. And
1: it's a it's like kind of a classic trope,
0: right? Again, like you were saying, it it allows Joe to see himself from the outside, yeah. and you still have the black body, even if it's inhabited by Tina Fey, right? right? Um, and it's telling a story that is specific to that community could be more specific um but but then on the other side you have the are you kidding are we doing this again right, right. which i think both are valid like both valid. <laughs> yes um yeah so uh inside out has none of these problems because um there are no black characters so there's a the teacher problem solved there's well, the teacher. They, yeah there are there no go. real black characters no not really so I don't know if that's better or worse. That, and or... <laughs> that's,
1: that's the thing. Like Inside Out, um, yeah, like you said, None. doesn't have that problem, but it has a different problem. Yeah. Right. Um, Inside Out. So one one thing that, uh, that we kind of talked about, and I think we've talked about Soul a lot, which is great because it's mm-hmm. new and it's interesting to talk about. Ooh. What?
0: I have something related to this okay. that I can go through quickly. Okay, go. Inside Out does not have black characters, but I do love Inside Out for, I think, I might include Elsa on this list, but, like, one of the first Disney or Pixar female characters to, like, have have flaws and to have, like, things that she believes about, like, flaws and... False narratives that keep her from getting what she wants.
1: Which character?
0: Joy. Joy. Okay. Joy and Elsa. Right? I wasn't sure the... if you met Riley or Joy. No, 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 Joy. Great. Um, and I think, you know, if if we're talking about whether it's just, you know, a C.J. Craig that is still being written in Aaron Sorkin's voice versus Joy, I feel like what Joy goes through in this movie is a very, um, like historically female. Um, story, right? Yeah. Like trying to take on all of the solutions on your own and not letting anyone helping Keeping you. Keeping everyone
1: happy. Keeping everyone
0: happy, right? And so I th- I think there's, you know, I would never ever say that a white female has worse problems than a black male in our society. Good choice. Because you are um, not Tina Fey. Not true. Because <laughs> it's patently false. But I think it does a good job of telling a story that Disney and Pixar have not told before. For all of the Disney princesses, they never really have flaws that get in their way, right? Ariel signs a bad contract, but she still gets what she wants. I
1: think like nine out of ten Disney princesses are clumsy,
0: right? And that's their personality. Like Rapunzel comes close; she believes a thing about her mother that's not true, but that's just more like abuse. That's gaslighting. That's her mother. That's not her. That's not on her. Right. I mean, and Elsa a little bit too, right, is yeah. being told this narrative about herself. But um, one reason I love Joy so much is because it's like, cool, a female gets to have problems? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, a female gets to be wrong about a, something in a, a very, Disney movie? That's very great. a
1: very real character mm. for as unreal a character as she is. Right,
0: right, right. As imaginary of a being. Yeah.
1: Um, one thing, uh, uh, I forget where I was going to go, but I will say... Uh, Something bothered me Mm -hmm. watching Inside Out recently.
0: Okay.
1: And it's always, like, nagged at me a little, but it it started to bother me more in this watching. And it's like, what what are the emotions? What's their deal? (laughs) No, like, seriously. Uh So, Uh like, we've got Joy, and her job is to be, is to make Riley joyful. Mm Mm-hmm. But she is also like always joyful, except when sometimes she's not. Right. And then like anger and disgust and fear and sadness all want to do their part. But like they're mainly happy that Joy is doing everything. In control, yeah. I got a little confused there. Yeah. And then some stuff felt weird. Like I, I don't know how much disgust actually works for me.
0: Yeah. Disgust kind of seems like a they needed a fifth one and this is what psychologists said is kinda different.
1: Yeah, but it's like well she like disgust like gets her glammed up for her first day of school. I'm like Right. Just Dis- does disgust do that or is that like I, right. I don't know. Right, right, right. There were like there were bits and pieces where I was like like I I love that movie. Sure. I still really love that movie. But I was just kinda like Okay. Do we need all of these? Do we need five of these?
0: Yeah, and there's not a one to one like you know right. with any of the Pixar universes. Like you, you poke too much, right? Like Cars, you don't have to poke very much at. No, you do but not. Any universe, you poke too much, you're like, Whoa.
1: yeah. And like, like I said, that started to bother me. on like, this is probably like my fifth or sixth watch. Sure. Movie, right? Sure. Um, and also, I'm like. Watching the movie more intently because I know we're going to be talking about it. Right. uh, Instead of just like sitting back and watching it. Yeah, Um,
0: I would say on the first couple viewings, it's more like you're just enveloped by the world and all a little like... This is a memory. It is color coded. This is a core memory. This is the. These are the islands of personality. These yeah. are the. Like there's so many cool mechanics where you're like, oh, that's a neat way of conceptualizing that. Yeah. That you're not paying a, as much attention to the and those nuances.
1: And I think uh, if any movie answers how is a personality formed, it's this. Right. It's Inside Out. Right. Which is like, well, your core memories. Like you have a you have a core memory, a memory that is so important that it is part of your core belief, yeah. And that sets up an island, and that island is like represented as one of your one of the pillars of your personality. Like it's
0: related to. We got it right there. I mean, an inside out does that. Then, like that's better than a sticker you get for like liking an archery class as a little blue blob, right? Which is
1: which is what soul is, and it's actually
0: more that the inside out narrative is actually more confirmed by joe's experience of his dad taking him to a jazz club and like yes and explaining having the history that of jazz. Formative like experience it's, it's you're connected to your father and you're like seeing this cool thing yeah i guess maybe the music spark is there too and it's just like kind of like ignited there but yeah. no it's way like it's way more interesting to think about how things are related to each other and like your formative experiences yeah. shaping you as opposed to this predetermined aspect that
1: also man okay look that's that scene's really cool it's not gonna be my shout out but i like that scene Mm -hmm. because it's like a quick flashback to his dad taking to a jazz club he did not care about jazz this whole time his dad has been a jazz musician this whole time he has listened to jazz he has heard jazz his whole life yeah but then going to see someone perform it live mm-hmm. and seeing the way that person like puts all their passion into it like yeah that hits him and he's like i get it now right. like that has happened to me with different music genres where i'm just like mm-hmm. this is the most boring thing and you go see it live and you're like oh i, I see what's it. happening with yeah. this this is great yeah. That's all. So
0: that says lived it. All right. Well, there's uh,
1: just there's so many good parts of soul. And, I know. And I feel like I feel like I'm, I, I feel like I'm being a little harsh on it because there are there's just these inconsistencies
0: to me that make yeah. it
1: that make it hard to love.
0: I mean, to me, soul suffers for me personally because I like Inside Out so much and sure. because I <laughs> revere Inside Out so much, right? Yeah. Like so many things, like. It's about something similar enough that if you're not going to do it like Inside Out, yeah, great. But if you're going to do it kind of close to Inside yeah. Out, but not as well, it's the same with the Great Before. It's like, well, why would you? Why wouldn't you just go a totally different direction? Once
1: once we get to our special editions, yeah, uh, I think All I've right, already pitched excited. you my new version of Soul, but yeah,
0: I I think I'm I think I've got a crossover and a, I've got everything. Nice. Um,
1: well speaking of which, do you wanna uh, do you wanna jump into there? It, do you have anything else you need to
0: I can I well maybe this is scene shout Okay. When when can I talk about like the five times in Inside Out that I cry like clockwork? Is that See, is that a scene, it, is that five scene shout outs? Do it in your
1: scene shout outs. Okay.
0: Cause it's like every but, time. But wait yeah. you
1: can do like four because I'll probably shout out one of them.
0: Okay. You might have to do shout out first. Yeah. Then. Okay. I am um, vo- voice casting at all. I feel like Inside Out, one of its big strengths is just strong voice casting, and we can't call them all out an MVP.
1: Yeah. I like, mean, these the, just the shortcuts. Voice, the voice casting is really strong in Inside Out. Um, I think uh, like Louis Black is anger, is genius. Oof. Phyllis, uh, I've, I have no idea what her last name is. It's, uh, I
0: think it's Phillips, Phyllis Lappens, just like in the Office. Oh. A lot of their last names are the same as their characters. I
1: thought her name was Philip Vance in the Office. Well, she's married to Bob Vance of Vance Bob Refrigeration. Bob Vance of Vance Refrigeration. So, um, yeah, she is like uh, this is the best thing that I've ever seen her in. Yeah. And she is. I'm I'm she, sure so she's tremendous in other per- things
0: that we haven't seen. Besides, I'm sure she's great. The Office, yeah, but
1: she's. She's amazing in Inside Out. She's mm-hmm. perfectly cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like Amy Poehler's great. I
0: think also perfectly cast, right? Yeah. You just think it's like, oh, this is Leslie. Nope. No, it's a little different.
1: But she's but still she's got, got that, that same boop,
0: energy. Boop, 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 yeah.
1: um, and Soul, I'll say, there's a lot of really good casting yeah. in there. Um, like, one, hearing David Diggs talk makes me happy. Yeah. And knowing that he got cast in something uh-huh. makes me happy because he's great. Uh-huh. Um, and Questlove is in there, yep. too. And he does he does great. Yeah. Um, Jamie Foxx. Jamie, uh,
0: Jamie Foxx was phenomenal. He's like
1: phenomenal. And he's a good shortcut, right? Like, yeah. Like, we talk about, like, oh, Amy Poehler is right joy, right? Jamie Foxx is, like, one, he's a guy I instantly trust mm. to, like, take me on a movie journey. Yeah. Like, I see Jamie Foxx. I hear Jamie Foxx. I'm like, yeah, Cool. I'm in good hands, mm-hmm. right? Um, but also, like, he's had such a career that, mm-hmm. like, oh, he's a jazz, pre- uh, he's a uh, yeah. jazz musician. Like, yeah, of course, Yeah, he I is. buy that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I think I've seen that. Yeah, you
0: blind? I N- not. Blind. I think I've seen okay. that before. <laughs>
1: you know, like, yeah, he plays piano. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, um, so there's there's like a little shortcut there, and is it uh, Felicia Rashad? Is his
0: mom? Oh, yeah.
1: She and she. Again, like you hear that voice and you're like, cool. I'm in mm-hmm. good hands. I know it's ha- and I, know I wasn't what's happening here. This like, is mom. Um,
0: history of the, of the author aside, or what, death of the author. Um, I was prepared to really be annoyed and distracted by Tina Fey and I wasn't.
1: Same. Most of the time. Yeah.
0: It was just certain moments where it's like, oh, oh, you're the, you're the black man now. Uh oh. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I thought she did a great job with the performance. But
1: also, uh, does it need to be... I kinda would have rather had A.V. Polar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's I a, feel like mm-hmm. she was just
1: kind of doing Joy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she was doing... I mean, she was doing the Liz Lemon version of Joy, right? Yeah. Like, a little uh, annoyed with things. But, yep. anyway, but other than that, Soul is actually like a very um, starlight light uh, mm-hmm. cast. Like, none of the other names are very big um i, I mean quest love like, i disagree there,
1: with, i disagree with that assertion several but like, strongly. like the
0: jerrys and the terrys are the, voice actors right they're not really oh i don't recognize them
1: uh cool. yeah so we've got graham norton who's uh uh he's a Moonwind. uh well that yeah well
0: that's okay
1: sure okay um richard A O A, friend and brother of the show andy Loves Richard Okay,
0: so they're just names the, that I don't know.
1: He's in the IT. I, I think they're okay. all like British, Australian, Great. sort of thing. I
0: do love that Terry is also uh, Grandma Stingray.
1: Oh yeah, she's Grandma yeah. from Moana.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, good job voice casts. Yeah, voice casting directors as usual. Nope. Any other names you want to? Nope.
1: But, hey, let's yeah, do final is. cut because I need cut. some dinner.
0: Yeah. It's not that late. All right.
1: I'm hungry. Um,
0: (laughs) I don't care how late it is. I'm hungry. Scene shout out. Dick, you're going first for Inside Out so I can say the other four.
1: Okay. For Inside Out, obvious scene shout out, uh, Bing Bong's sacrifice.
0: Mm.
1: Bing Bong sacrifices himself so that joy can go on. Mm -hmm. It's the saddest thing that's ever happened in the world. Bing Bong is a hero. And I've heard he's in hell now, but I I don't think that's true.
0: He's like disappearing anyway as a lost memory. Oh, Bing Bong's like, the best. His story mirrors Joys in so many ways, but Bing yeah. Bong has to be the one to let go. Oh my Can god! Can I do a
1: good. second Bing Bong yes, scene shout-out? Is when sadness comforts Bing Bong.
0: That's the first point I cry in the movie. Can you
1: It's, I think, the best scene in the movie. Yeah. It, because Joy is just like, everyone be happy, everyone be happy, and everyone, sadness we got to just... Get this
0: train. We have to catch this train.
1: Sadness just sits down, and she like... One, she talks about happy things, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Hey, I bet you guys had some great times, didn't you?" And he's like, "Yeah, we did." And she's like, "And literally
0: and, says the word like that sounds really sad." Yeah, you must be feeling sad. But like.
1: but more but more to the point is she talks about happy memories with him mm-hmm. that are now sad memories. Yeah, because they will not be creating new memories, mm-hmm. which is. The whole thing with the move yeah. is all these happy memories are turning into sad memories. Right. So we get like a minor version of the movie mm-hmm. in that experience with Bing Bong. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, we get...
0: And, and yet it is a thing that allows him to get up and continue on their journey. Yeah. When yeah. Joy is, okay, let's just keep going, that's, didn't that's, work. That's what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: Like, it's the movie. I think... Can like, I... the Bing Bong scene is the same as the end of the movie.
0: Can can I share what you said after that scene the first time we watched the movie? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? No. <laughs> At that point in the movie, and that's like what, like a half hour in, that's like not super far in. Bing bong? Well, the, okay, like halfway through the movie. Okay. Um, You said, oh no, this movie's just gonna tell me what it took like five years of therapy for me to figure out like, oh no, yeah. I had a shortcut and I didn't like yeah. <laughs> Oh, you could have just watched Inside Out. Saved shoot. so much time and money. Um All right, so Kate, what are your what are your that's the first further moment. shout out? That was like the moment where just like the tear ducks opened up in the original viewing and they never closed. Um for me my top scene shout out is that moment in the memory pit. This is where I got bogged down in the scenes in the plot synopsis where Joy is holding this golden core memory that is really important to Joy that it's yellow, right? It's really important to Riley. And then she shuffles back and sees that, no, this started out as a blue memory. Earlier in the movie, she's describing this memory to Sadness and Sadness is like, oh yeah, that was the day she lost the game. It was so sad. Joy's like, no, that's not the point. Excuse me, this is a yellow memory. But then she flips it back Yep. And she sees it. And for me, that's just, I know it's coming every time. And it makes me burst into tears Aww. every time. That, like, it's, right, it's, like, so many things. It's the mirror of the scene you just said. That, like, sadness is sometimes the thing that you need to keep you going. To, like, make you move on to that next step. That joy. Um, it is joy realizing that she can't control Riley by urge. She can't, like, keep Riley functioning by herself yeah. and that this partner that she's been trying to get rid of this whole time or like squash is equally as important, if not more so than her. And just, and be, and she's looking at all of these other Riley memories and looking at these memories start to fade away. And it's just like, whew, it's so well done. There's something in the, I, I, there's something like chemical about that moment too. That's just like, perfectly directed and, like, staged to just hit home.
1: Let's move on before you start crying.
0: Yeah, it's it's almost going to be a dad-dad-gotta-wake-up situation. Oh, boy.
1: All right, so let's talk about Soul. Yeah. Okay, uh, Kate, what's your MVP or uh, scene scene shout-out in Soul? Soul shout-out.
0: I like the scene. They are are body-swapped in this scene, and they finally go to mom – to um, confront her and tell her that, like, no, I need to also be a musician. Yeah. Um, and really having a heart-to-heart instead of just fighting about it for the first time. And Joe is – Joe's soul is in the cat at this time. Twenty two soul is in Joe. And Joe says, okay, I'm going to speak each sentence to you and you're going to repeat it back because it sounds like meows, right, to anyone else. And it goes from one line of doing that to – it's just beautifully shot where the mom, like the camera swoops and the mom's head crosses Joe's. And then on the other side of her, then Joe is just speaking for himself, right? It's cutting out the middle man. Um, And so Joe gets to have a conversation with his mom in his true voice about, look, you support my music when we're at church, but nowhere else. It just had a lot of really real moments in it. And I mean, you would hope that they don't, allow anyone but the character Joe to say that moment but it's just it's done beautifully and oh. it I think hits extra right that like you get to see him switch back to himself for that moment and there's a lot of uh, a lot of layers in that was oh. beautiful
1: I will say though if he accepts the full time teaching job and still gigs on the side mom give Joe a break
0: do you? Yeah, like Give Joe we don't break. know what he's gonna choose at the end. No, because he did that gig with the with the star Dorothea
1: mm-hmm. Dorothea,
0: who is based on an actual mm-hmm. jazz saxophonist um, who sounds awesome. We can share that article too. Um, I like that ambiguity at the end. But yeah, he gets done with that gig and he's like, "This is everything I've ever wanted," and I don't feel anything yet yeah or like I don't feel the way I thought I was going to and then Dorothea tells the story anyway so yeah and and throughout the movie he's got a lot of opportunities to be a teacher or be reminded of like how he has impacted people's lives by being a teacher and mentor and he's really good at it even if playing the piano is his spark so I think it's interesting that they don't let you know what comes next but you've got all of these possibilities Mm -hmm. scene shout out Dick
1: boy, you you picked a good one. Um I will give it to I mean the the barbershop conversation. Mm-hmm. right? There's a really fun scene there there's some fun scenes where the cat or twenty two is in Joe's body mm-hmm. and doesn't know how bodies work, and that's that's really fun and and ends up trying to give him a haircut and it does not work at all. So he has to go to the barber and because twenty two is in the body, He's just like – tw- she It's yeah. just asking questions because she doesn't know anything, right? She's asking what sound like kind of dumb questions, but, like, they are open-ended and the the barber is, like, responding to them and, and starting to, um, like, open up in a way that they haven't before because they've just talked about jazz, so.
0: Yeah. And I like at the end of that scene, too, it's like, oh – you're so like you're so interesting. How come I never knew this about you? And he said, but "You never asked." Yeah. And that was a, that. Yeah. Yeah, really and it well also scene
1: in that's also a moment where the barber says, um, like, he didn't start out trying to be a barber. Mm-hmm. And then Twenty like, "Well, you must be sad." And he's like, "Well, no, I, I like doing this. Mm-hmm. It's not what I planned, but I like doing it." Yeah. And that's that's like a nice. It's a nice thing, mm-hmm. and I think that's again. I think that's what the movie's about. Yeah, more than anything else. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kid okay, MVP.
0: MVP. This is hard. Um, I've
1: seen you looking stuff up online, so I'm guessing you've looked up your MVP.
0: Yeah. Well, I was I was looking up something else for maybe another segment, but um, it, honestly, it's Joy. Yeah, I know the character Joy. Yeah. I I know. That's correct. I know. She's me. I'm her. She's I understand. Good. Yeah. Um but just yeah. You heard her design, her voice acting, her direction, her yeah. story, her being allowed to have problems, right? Like getting to do a hill behind a hill, which I love in movies of right we really think we're getting these core memories back to Riley, but really this is about understanding that emotions work in tangent. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. Joy. Nice. Dick. Uh, Jamie Foxx. Yeah.
1: He's great in this. And like I said before, like as soon as I hear him like deliver his lines, I'm like, Oh, I'm in good hands. This person is not going to let me down. Uh, I think He did. I think he did a really good job of, of, um, of. I mean, it sounds stupid. I think he did a really good job of conveying the emotions of the character, which is literally the job of an actor. But I think he did a really good job of it.
0: He melted into the character. I have not seen Jamie Foxx in my, like, I've not seen his, like, big stuff, actually. Mm. But I recognize his voice. Like, I know who he is. And to me, it's just like, I never heard Jamie Foxx. And I never was thinking that Joe was being played by a voice actor. By, uh, by, yeah. and, but like, Joe is Joe. Joe is like, Joe. Exactly. Such a great yeah. disappearance into that yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All
1: right. Kate, you said you had a crossover ready. Yeah. So you're going to over two uh, characters or creators or whatever from these movies. What are you going to do?
0: Inside Out, where Joe is Riley.
1: Oh, yeah. I'd love I want to know
0: about Joe growing up yeah. and, and adult Joe. Like, I just want to follow his things like I want to see what those islands are besides just music and mentoring. And I want to see how those work together and what his core memories are and how they change over the course of Soul, right? Like almost doing a a Lion King one and a half with the (laughs) Inside Out over Soul. Nice. That is what I want. Nice. Dick?
1: Uh, I want to cross over uh, 22 and... um, one of the vanishing memories from Inside Out.
0: Oh. So that
1: I don't have to deal with 22.
0: I liked her by the end. She's
1: fine. Um, No, I... Um, it's, a, it's a hard one, right? Uh, I think yours is a very good choice. I guess what I want to see is... I want to take... no that's a special ed- that's that's the problem is i just want to talk about my special edition yeah. uh so my crossover man like i the before life is a little obnoxiously happy let's let sadness get in there for a little bit yeah have some fun or not right. fun yeah
0: not fun yeah touch a bunch of things all right kate yeah is it time uh, it's time for the
1: final final cut 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 Okay, okay.
0: all right so one movie at a time yeah we're gonna talk about whether we would re-release mm-hmm. as is yeah modern audiences whether we would create some kind of special edition of the movie in a same or different medium yeah or whether we would uh, vault it right never to be seen or heard from again yep inside out what do you do Dick? re-release all right fine you don't have a special edition for this?
1: Uh, okay, special edition. Uh, you can repl- have two. I'll let replace, you have two for this. Replace Cranium Command with yeah, Inside Out.
0: It's such an obvious choice. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Cranium Command is a, uh extinct uh, attraction at Disney World at Epcot. We mentioned in the beginning. Where you literally go through the day of a kid at school with his different like brain. It's more like brain. Like I feel like it's like hypothalamus amygdala kind of right. focus but versus it's, emotion. It's his but-
1: brain... Play like played by with, characters. It's different people at like their command stations right. in his brain,
0: operating this boy through a day, and so like you get the thing like Inside Out, where like you're looking through these like two eye sockets, right, of a big screen. Easy, so easy to reskin. Just as do it. Inside Out, get off your and ass you can have me. a mini arc from the movie where like Joy starts a little bit too heavy handed, and then lets others join in by the end. Right, like you can do. Oh, so mad they didn't they had it open right when this came out. Was Cranium Command still operating? I or at least I
1: think it was closed for like ten or years.
0: Or certainly the shell was there because Buzzy was only recently stolen.
1: Yeah, but everything's still there from Cranium yeah, Command. Yeah, except so for I, Buzzy, which I think you just it was, replaced with a joy. I think it was fine. closed for quite a while. Yeah, that is true. Um I will say this is in my like bottom ten things to be angry with Disney about right now. <laughs> but uh it's still there. It's still there. Yeah. I'm still angry.
0: Yeah. All right. That's, I mean, that's my special edition, yeah. but the real answer is re-release. Yeah. This movie's so good. Um, I will say that, like, for all of, like, I loved it as seeing it for the first time as an adult. I wasn't sure how much kids would interact with it, even though it's a helpful metaphor. Like, those five emotions are a really good way of talking about things. But I, my kids were going on some kind of after school field trip and I had like a group of a dozen of them in my room. We were watching movies and eating pizza until it was time to leave. And I will say they were, they chose this movie out of a couple. They were half watching it, but I will say as soon as anyone in the movie goes, who's your friend who loved to play? The whole room, even ones that are on like Snapchat are just like, bing bong, bing bong. Like they have this movie down, which makes me really happy that kids... Actually watched. Everyone loves Bing Bong. Everyone loves Bing Bong. That is true. All right, Kate. Yeah. Soul. This is
1: tough. Re-release. Special edition or vault.
0: This is tough because like I I think I'd have to just special edition myself, right? Of like being a different viewer with different expectations. Oh. Um I might do a special edition where Kate. The body swap is not with a middle-aged white woman inside a black man's body. Yeah,
1: I, I understand what you're saying about being a different viewer with different expectations, but our job on this podcast yeah. is to do a special edition of the movie if we feel that it needs one.
0: Yes, yeah. so special edition, I would cut um, Great Before down significantly. I would include more of Joe's life and include more of New York, yeah. like that setting and that situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, more Joe, less of everything else. Yeah, more Joe's life, less of everything else. But I don't know. I'm I'm not prepared to go into proportions and cut it down with like scientific tools. Oh, yeah. scapula.
1: I expected you to be prepared to whatever you just said.
0: Well, I I I, okay. I, gotta, I gotta take another look. All right, Dick. What do you yeah. do? Okay,
1: so <clears throat> we're gonna leave the movie mainly intact Mm -hmm. Um, but here's what we do we get rid of everything having to do with the afterlife or the before life okay because i hate
0: it all right and but you're leaving the movie mainly intact
1: well because that's only like 20 25 minutes of the movie right and we insert a scene where joe looks at his cat and he goes oh your life is so easy i wish i could have your life for just one day and he body swaps with his cat, and when his cat is in his body, it can talk like a person. Yeah, done, fine. Honestly, and then we just yeah. we stay in New York the whole time. We stay with Joe the whole time. We don't care about the Jerry's and Terry and twenty two earning her merit badge to go to Earth, which
0: right kind that's... of goes
1: nowhere. And it just it just builds it builds rules that are confusing and it kind of does that cars thing where it's like here's a rule and i'm like well please explain that more or what if this and they're like anyway let's move on
0: well and i think not to, not to take us out of the final cut too much but i think that's at the core like uh
1: the final final cut the cut? final final cut cut yeah
0: that twenty twos kind of like wrap of her character and her arc which i'm glad she has one too like yeah. that's good doesn't have as much to do with Joe's arc as I think the movie wants me to think it does. Yeah. This like, well, my spark is just life. But like Joe has a specific spark yeah. and it comes in opposition to him being like a stable, successful person. And that's different than just like having any kind of zest for life.
1: Because there's at the end they say like, oh, your spark isn't like... Like, whether you like piano, it's the thing that, like, it's the thing that means that you're ready to be alive. Right. I, I don't know. It's super confusing. But for all the,
0: I mean, when you're talking about rule building, for all the other characters, it's, like, archery or piano. Or, yeah. like, and you assume Joe's is piano. Yeah. Because he doesn't seem, he seems, like, depressed with his career options, but yeah. he doesn't seem completely depressed as a person. No. In his life. So, anyway, that I think that's, I'm just realizing now that, like. These characters are on parallel journeys, but they don't wrap in a parallel or like, yeah. uh, you know, you need one to understand the other fashion. That just yeah, they're, they're separate journeys. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
1: Cool. Okay. Well, Kate, Did this was fun. This was fun. Yeah. I uh, hope I didn't bug you too much. Uh, uh,
0: not at all. I mean, if anything, I'm the pest because yeah. we're, I, I cannot do this. I, I cannot... Right. Exchange puns for this more this make, than two. Is this
1: making you antsy? Oh my god! Wait, were you referencing the John Leguizamo movie, The Pest? No. Oh, I was not. Interesting.
0: Anyway, my skin is crawling, making up puns. God damn it! Kate, so loves, Kate loves puns. In two weeks, we'll have a new episode, and I have no idea what it'll be about.
1: It'll be about something, though. You can bet on that. And uh, I forgot to change the audio, so... This is perfect. Our music is... ...slightly playing in the background, which you can probably hear. Uh, But you're going to hear it again, because we're going to say goodbye for Cellmates Podcast. Which is Cellmates Podcast
0: on Twitter, Facebook, and at gmail.com if you want to reach out to us and suggest pairings or individual movies. You can figure it out. Uh, Your Dick Ward?
1: I'm Kate. Uh, you're Kate Phillips. Yeah. Whole body and I'm 22. Now. And oh, no. Kate, ah. your life seems so easy. I wish, Wait, no, it doesn't. It seems really hard. I wish I could stay Find myself.
0: The Find the fun.
1: Okay, bye. Bye.
0: This might be the first movie. Ratzenberger less film. No one can figure out who he is, and he's uncredited. Pete Doctor says he's in it, but won't say anything more than that. So they might have forgotten about John Ratzenberger.
1: He might be a cat noise. Maybe. He might do something cool like that. Maybe. Or maybe they were like, oh. We got him confused with Jeffrey Katzenberg because his name is similar. So we did not add him.
0: We do not want to associate with him. Oh, wait, Ratzenberg. Uh No,
1: we wanted him. Not the Quibi
0: guy? Oh, no. Uh
1: Uh-oh.